This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. You know, in today's episode, we're going to answer the question, if you should get your multi-engine instructor rating, and I'm going to have somebody here with me to help answer that question. You've heard him on the podcast uh, before. Uh, He's been around for a while, hasn't been on the show, and we'll get to him in a second. A little surprise guest coming on. Uh, But one of the things I I really want to do is stress that if you have any questions, go to feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Check out our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and also put in comments in there. And that actually helps us out to understand if we should be putting out more videos like that. Also, uh, the aviation interview course that we're doing has gotten a lot of reviews. I have to apologize. I've been out for a little while, been busy. Uh, The flight team that I coach, we wound up making it to the Nationals. uh, And that's going to be in May. Very exciting. The problem is that uh, (laughs) I haven't had enough time to produce these shows, but I'm very excited to be back. Also, if you're thinking about being a sponsor of a podcast, uh, just send send us an email, feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. And also through our Pay It Forward campaign, uh, we have this great opportunity for you to help those that want to have a career in aviation through being able to pay for a scholarships guide. That scholarships guide you can get for free. It's $120 million in scholarships. Uh, I think it's like over 1,100, 1,200 pages right now. And that's at aviationcareerspodcast.com slash free. You can find out more on the videos, aviationcareerspodcast.com slash scholarships. Today's sponsor of this episode is actually the Benjamin Law Firm. Uh, this is an aviation attorney, also does criminal law and different things out there, brockmorganbenjamin.com. I'll have a link in the show notes to go check out their law firm and what they do. We really appreciate them paying it forward and sponsoring this episode. And we're giving away 12 scholarships guides in their name. So go check that out. If you want a scholarships guide, it's time to get it. aviationcareerspodcast.com slash free. Also, one of the things that I've noticed is a lot of people are asking lots of questions about how they can move forward in the career quicker. And that's why this topic comes up today. You know, one of the people wrote in, I think it was on one of the videos that we did, and asked, should I get my multi-engine instructor rating? Well, what I've done is I've said, you know, let me bring on a guest that we haven't seen in a while, one of the co-hosts here, and that's Robert Geyer. Robert Geyer was uh, a former recruiter with ExpressJet Airlines and now is a major airline pilot and uh, welcome back to the show robert it's awesome having you back on man thanks carl thanks for having me it's good to be back it's been a long time it has been a long time uh so i guess we should get an update um i know i'm not even sure if people know that you went on to a major airline uh maybe tell us a little bit about uh what type of equipment you're flying i'm on the 737 and uh probably about six seven years in right now yeah, I just finished my sixth year in October. So, yeah, I uh, just finished six years, and it uh, they say it goes by quick, but, uh, man, they're not wow. kidding. It really does. My <laughs> gosh. You know, it is incredible how quickly it does go. That That's for sure. So, you know, one of the things is that, you know, you think that six, seven years is a lot. It really isn't, um, and it goes by incredibly quickly. Yeah, it does. I have my last my last 30s birthday is uh, next week. It'll oh, my gosh. And a year after that. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't give to be yeah. 40 again. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting closer to retirement. <laughs> you know, uh, Robert, it's 
been a while since we talked to you, and a lot of times we talk about things that'll help people move forward in their their career and all. And you have a lot of experience in recruiting. And um, this this question came up, and I really want to dive deep into this as far as uh, you know, should you get your multi engine instructor rating? But I think there's another question we have to answer uh, before that is should you get your multi engine rating in general? And I've had that question. This is a simple one. Answer is yes if you want to work for an airline. There's not many airlines out there that have just single engine aircraft. I know there's some out there that fly them and there's some charter out there. But if you want to move on to the airlines, you definitely have to have that multi-engine uh, rating. That's for sure. And also your multi-engine ATP is something you should look forward to, right, Robert? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. you. All These are all things that you definitely want to get if you're going to progress, for sure. So let's talk a little bit about, we know we need the multi-engine. We need we, the multi-engine commercial. The multi-engine ATP is the ultimate. Maybe the restricted ATP is what you can get. But And all those things we've explained in the past. But one of the things that I, I constantly get, and I think this is something I wish I did earlier, is if I should get my multi-engine instructor. One of the great things that I feel is with this whole multi-engine instructor rating is the fact that it really increases your client base. As an example, when I finally got my multi-instructor rating, suddenly all these people around the airport would ask me, hey, can you do my flight review? Uh, you know, I have this twin engine. Can you do my flight review? And I'd be like, hey, I do have experience in that aircraft. So, yes, I can do your flight review in that. And then all of a sudden, that same person says to me, hey, by the way, um, this is my personal plane. I also have this other jet that we fly. Would you want to fly that jet? I'm like, well, gosh, yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. So it's amazing how it increases your client base and also gives you a lot more opportunities. Now, uh, Robert, did you actually, uh, I can't remember, so did you have your multi-engine instructor and uh, and what kind of uh, client base did you have there? Well, so it's interesting you ask because it's interesting that this was the episode I ended up on. Uh, no, I did not. Uh, and uh, there's a good, there was a good reason for that. But with that being said, I do recommend if you have the opportunity to do it, that you get it. Um, I did not have my multi-engine instructor rating. The reason I did not is because the flight school that I worked at did not have a multi-engine aircraft to instruct out of. Uh, they did for a little while at one point in time, but it wasn't a constant when I was there. So I had to uh, beg, barter, and steal my multi-time to get my multi-time up to, uh, to, to you know, pad the resume enough to get a job with the with the airline. So uh, it is easier if you have a school that you're working at that has a multi-engine aircraft that you can instruct in to get your MEI, it makes things a lot easier. I'm uh, gratefully indebted to the uh, to the pilots who uh, let me uh, build time with them because uh, without them, I would not have been able to do it. And there is no other way where I, where I was working. I would have had to go to another flight school. You know, it's interesting you brought that up because um, I had the same issue at the time. There wasn't uh, a twin engine at the, air, at the uh, flight school I was at. Um, but I had so many opportunities to do, go out and teach in the aircraft. When I did my interview, and I also worked at ExpressJet, by the way. When I did my interview at ExpressJet, one of the things that he asked me in the interview was, you know, you have all this flight instruction time. And I think I had 18, 1900 hours when I got to the regionals. And back then they were hiring people with 500 hours. And they're like, well, you know, you hardly have any multi-time. 
Um, and I said to him, I said, you know, our school's about to get a twin engine aircraft, uh, and I'm hoping to build some time that way. I thought the interview was over. Amazingly enough, the person gave me the job, even with very few multi-engine time, very, very few uh, time in the twin. And luckily, I got to teach in that multi-engine. But I also went on to another school after I was furloughed and was able to teach in that twin engine aircraft. So another thing that it helps you with is it, it helps you build time in the cockpit, but it also gives you the opportunity to get a job during those tough times because the more ratings you have, the uh, better off you are because you are much more sellable than somebody who has maybe just their CFI. And uh, so I, now, Robert, you never were furloughed, but I'm not sure if you were out on the street looking for a job and or hopefully you never will have to. Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think you will. You're pretty senior, I think, where you are now. And uh, I think you're in a good spot. Yeah. Uh, and, and I agree with what you said. Um, it definitely, you know, from a resume building standpoint, it's, just an extra thing on a resume to put, which is good. But, um, you know, it would have been easier to get that multi-time. When I was hired at uh, Express Jet, which was my first airline, I had a hundred, I think it was like 128 hours of multi-time. And uh, that was basically just, you know, going with people and flying with them and uh, being able to log that uh, PIC time in the aircraft. So, uh, like I said, I, I highly recommend if you can do it, it's uh, getting the MEI, it's the way to go because that's a stable one. You're making money doing it, which is a plus um, while you're flying and building your time. Uh, and two, it's just a lot easier if you have that constant client base coming in and, and uh, getting, those, getting those hours and that time up. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I went the hard route. Did they have, let me, let me ask you, because well, we were at the same flight school for a while. Did they have a, uh, was it the traveler they had? Yes, Is that what they were yeah, bringing up? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, uh, that's right. I mean, I forgot to mention yeah. people we, we taught at the same flight school. That was an awesome little airplane there. Uh, and uh, actually before that, now, I will, full disclosure, I actually was flying a twin before that. Most of my multi-engine flying was done in my own twin, uh, and it was a duchess. And that was up in New Jersey. So I got, I was building more, I built more hours privately, just kind of like what you did. Uh, so we're, and I'm trying to, and the next question is going to come up, so we'll go ahead and ask it. Well, if both of you guys built most of your time flying your twins without your multi-engine instructor, why should I get it? Uh, well, it's just for that reason. We, at the time, I had the money. I was able to buy the time in a twin. Uh, so that I could get on with the airlines at the time. I think I needed like, I don't know, it was like 50 hours or 25 hours of multi-time. That's all I wanted. Um, but for most people, that's not going to be the case. Uh, and that's why I think people should get their twin engine, multi-engine instructor. But um, so the antithesis, why should I get my, my multi-engine instructor if, you know, Robert, you actually did it. How did you go about getting these hours? Like be more specific. In other words, you know, what did you walk up to someone and say, Hey, can I fly your twin around? <laughs> yeah, kind of really. <laughs> it was, um, uh, yes and no. Um, I, I wasn't like, uh, brazen enough to just go ask people for it. what ended up happening was many times in aviation networking, networking, networking. Right. And, uh, there was a gentleman specifically that would come in our air, uh, airport a lot and he flew a 421. And, um, he was the majority of my multi-time was in that 421 and he's just a nice guy and he liked company and flying around and all that stuff. And, uh, that's, uh, one, one pilot, one instructor that worked out there with us, uh, you'd probably know who he is. 
Um, he ended up getting his job with the airline. So he was like, Hey, here's this guy. Um, really great guy. He would, uh, love to return a favor and do what he's been doing for me and let me build my time. And he goes, uh, you know, you're more than welcome to, uh, uh, meet him and here's his contact. And, uh, so anyways, I ended up meeting this, this gentleman, um, who I am greatly, uh, thankful, uh, you know, for the opportunity he gave me and did a lot of flying with him. And the same thing happened with, uh, another gentleman who flew a Navajo, flew a lot of time in a Navajo and, uh, couple other things here and there but that was that was a majority of it was just basically networking and uh, meeting the right people who were just generally awesome human beings and uh wanted to help someone out in their career and that's how it happened so yeah <laughs> yeah basically beg beg my way through it <laughs> you know robert you and i have that in common that uh i built a lot of time there but i also was able to build time in a jet it was actually actually after i got furloughed uh interestingly enough when i was furloughed i think i had like 78 hours of multi by the time i actually got to the airline and i had like 78 hours of multi-engine turbine time when I left the airline. So, you know, basically 150 some odd hours of multi. I could not, after I got furloughed, I couldn't find a job in instructing in a multi-engine. So this is also the downside is that you have to build hours in it because after 9-11, when they started furloughing, the insurance rates went up so much, you had to have at least 200 hours of multi-engine time to work for many of these flight schools. I don't know why it was that level. I'd have to go back and ask, but I couldn't get a job as a multi-engine instructor, even though I had it. Again, a person found me and said, hey, listen, you know, I want you to go up with me in the airplane and you have your multi-engine instructor. Let's go ahead and do that. There's another reason to get your multi-engine instructor rating is that you never know what turn your career is going to take and you may need to build that time. Uh, yeah, there's people out there that do it. They built their multi-engine time all at the airlines. Um, but I really think for me personally, the most important thing was to get a job as an instructor. I went out and got that job as a flight instructor. I didn't have my instrument instructor license, got my double I, and then I got my multi-engine instructor license. And all those ratings together enable me to walk in anywhere now and say, hey, listen, I can help you with this. And, and especially during my furlough, I built so many hours of multi-engine doing multi-engine ratings at a, a flight school in Texas, uh, one of the places I wound up. Uh, so now, Robert, you don't have your multi-instructor right now, correct? No, I don't. Um, and, and, and that kind of leads to the point. I, I, you know, had I not met these people, I probably would have been forced to find a flight school that had a multi-engine aircraft and go work for them and get my MEI. So um, I, I, if you have the opportunity to do it and you're looking for flight schools to work for, uh, it's definitely recommended that they have multi-engine instru- you know, multi-engine aircraft that are good to instruct on um, because if it, it just makes it so much easier and it's a guaranteed thing. Plus, you know, one, you're doing, you know, multi-engine instructing, you're going to be really sharp with the stuff that matters as far as, uh, uh, you know, emergency procedures, you know, shutting down the engines, all that stuff. Like light twins are, uh, there, ain't, there ain't no joke when you lose that engine. It's, it's definitely a, a different ball game than a jet, you know? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about some of the things that are positives about getting your instructor rating. Uh, first of all, in my book, the pay is better. A lot of times you do get involved in those projects where they'll make, give you a day rate. Your day rate could be hundreds of dollars more than what you're making as an instructor, uh, as a, a just a, you know, CFI doing private and instrument. Uh, also, the other thing that I think is really cool is that many of your clients uh, will have other twins. I mentioned that before, is that they many times will have, say, a duchess to fly themselves around, but they may own a company that has, you know, a, 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 a Hawker 800, which I got to fly. And uh, that also was an ancillary thing that happened there. Now, one of the things that I think that's really important, though, is can people are going to ask, can I get through this without getting my multi-instructor? Of course you can, but I highly recommend getting it. Uh, and, and what's really neat, just like you said, a lot of the, these clients will take you on some really cool trips, you know, as you don't, you know, they don't want to be alone or whatever, and it's really neat. Uh, the other thing, uh, and you touched upon this, is that when you're getting ready for your your interview, having your multi-engine instructor helps you a lot because in the interview process, they're going to ask you about your VMC. What's VMC? Uh, you know, and you know what is VMCG and those type of things, uh, V1, and they're going to go into those type of questions, which you will have touched upon when you're looking at your multi-engine rating and your multi-engine instructor rating especially. And of course, the other big one in my mind, it's a lot of fun. I, I think it's really cool. Um, I do like the fact that you know a lot of people you're flying with like the twin, they like the redundancy, like the fact that they're over water and they get to fly and not worry about losing one engine. Uh, because if you lose one, you got the other one out there. I've lost uh, three engines so far, two in a single, one in a multi. And the one that was in a multi-engine uh, wasn't that big of a deal because we had another one and uh, just took our time. And uh, you know, we had to shut the engine down because we had some flames coming out of it. But that's a lot different than uh, single-engine aircraft. And that's why that fun factor comes in, because you have some comfort there. Don't get me wrong. We can have issues where a multi-engine can cause you to go down, uh, and it could be an off prop over speed is a good example. I had a customer or a client uh, that actually came on as a guest, and he told me that. He says, Carl, you know, it's still – you can have a problem because – He's actually, he was with the Coast Guard. He had to fish somebody out of the water with a prop overspeed and, and couldn't make it to their destination. But all these things in my mind are some great things as far as getting your multi-engine instructor. There's going to be a lot of people that are listening right now that are going to say, you know, I'm doing the opposite. I'm going the networking route just like you did, just like Robert did, and I'm not going to get the multi-engine instructor. I will say later on in your career, like where I am many you know decades later, I like having it because then I also, and this is a part that we don't talk about, I can pay it forward. You know, I can actually get with these multi-engine pilots here and say, hey, this is something, let me show you what we do at the airlines and show some of the operations that we do here and maybe put some of your own op specs together for your twin engine to make it maybe a little bit safer and, and go from there. So I think that's, that's another thing that you can look at is that you're giving back to, com to the community, to the aviation community as a whole. So, Robert, have I convinced you to get your multi-engine instructor rating? Uh, well... <laughs> <laughs> um, if I was flying GA, I guess, yeah. Um, I, it's been a long time, man. <laughs> so, so speaking yeah. of that, you know, what else could you add to that? I, I kind of want to find out, you know, about your flying, but first, uh, as far as the multi-engine instructor, so we can wrap up that, uh, you know, maybe, uh, other things you might want to add. Yeah. I mean, final thoughts on it, or, uh, if you can do it, do it. Absolutely. Check on the resume. It keeps you very proficient. 
Um, and, uh, you know, if you can find a flight school to instruct at, that's a guaranteed multi-time right there. And you don't have to sweat it. Nothing wrong with the networking route, except you better have a, be good at it and, um, have those, uh, those resources available. Uh, if you have the resources available and you go that route, that's fine. Uh, there's again, nothing wrong with that, but I just think that, uh, getting the MEI helps, helps you out and gives you more opportunities. So you want to give yourself some more opportunities. You definitely want to give yourself as, as, uh, much tools in the toolbox to get you to where you want to go in your career. So it's a tool and if it's available to you and you can make it work, absolutely. Uh, there's certainly no disadvantage to getting it and only advantages to getting it. So those are kind of my final thoughts with that. Well, thanks, Robert. And also, one of the things I want to mention is it's very specific to the individual. That's another reason we started the career coaching is the fact that if you have those kind of questions and you can't decide, should I get my multi-instructor, should I not? Hopefully, this has make it, made you lean towards, yes, you should get it. But if you're still on the fence about that or any other decisions, you know, obviously, you can check out our coaching at aviationcareerspodcast.com slash coaching. Sign up for a session. It's an hour long, and uh, we'll answer some of those questions. We actually help people put a plan together uh, and enable them to move forward in their careers every single day just because they have that plan in front of them. And sometimes that's all it takes is one quick session like that. Robert, you know, I'm really excited that you came by and stopped by uh to, to actually talk to us. I was just kind of curious. You said you haven't been flying GA. Um, you know, what kind of flying have you been doing? Maybe give us a, something cool that you've uh, seen from the airplane or a cool place you were able to visit through your job. Um, let's see. I've seen, you know, quite a good, a lot of good sunsets, sunrises. Uh, usually I always like that. I'm trying to think there's got to be something that happened, you know, in the past couple months i've been flying a lot actually uh things have picked up after covid and um i mean we i've probably flown more this month than i have since i was a new hire uh i say this month this past past year has been pretty crazy so um yeah i just flying with some some great people some cool people uh whoever you fly with is always you know matters and and we have a a great group of uh pilots that that fly for the particular airline i'm at and um I would say just exchanging uh, stories about what they've done and, and you know, where they've been. Uh, that's probably just getting to know them, going out to dinner, having a beer, whatever. Um, you know, that, that seems to be, uh, that seems to be what I really like about the job. So there's been a lot of that. <laughs> nothing, nothing sticks out like, uh, as far as cool things I've seen, uh, Man, you got me on that one. I don't know. I got to think about that right <laughs> well, now. Well, sunsets is funny because we all talk about that. Sometimes we, we take that for granted, watching those sunsets over the water. Uh, but uh, some, I had to remind myself last time I was flying, it's like, this is really cool. I actually watched the sunrise because I was doing a red eye. But uh, but it is pretty cool to watch that. And that's a unique perspective. And we have to realize that you know, we're really blessed to have that opportunity to see that and and enjoy it while you can. That's for sure. I flew down to Costa Rica. Um I mean, I've been down there before, but I, I've never worked a flight down there. And that was pretty cool. Um, that was that the the scenery down there is awesome. Flying over all the uh, volcanoes and Nicaragua and all that stuff is that was cool. Okay, how about that? We'll, we'll put that as my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I like that answer. Costa Rica is beautiful. Nicaragua, Honduras, all those areas are so beautiful from the air. Uh, and have to fly around with a few volcanoes though. Yeah, we dropped uh, they dropped us pretty low uh, early going into Liberia. So we were over the Pacific, kind of cruising uh, a couple thousand feet above the uh, ocean. And uh, man, I I got a saltwater heart, man. And uh, <laughs> that <laughs> That's was cool. 
And for yeah, a surfer, a, that's a perfect spot to be in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It made me want to stay, but I was just doing a turn, so uh, no, no luck, man. <laughs> well, again, Robert, thanks for uh, joining us again. If you want to learn more about Robert, go look at uh, your hosts under Aviation Careers Podcast. Uh, really appreciate you doing this, man. Let, have you back on again for another one. Yeah, absolutely. And I apologize to your audience because I'm wearing my, my actual flying headsets because my headsets that I was going to wear, the, the microphone's garbage on it, I found out. So we kind of had to improvise last minute. So uh, apologize for that, and maybe I'll come prepared next time. So. But you sound very aviation-related, you know? You sound <laughs> I, I like do. a pilot. I got to set the cool. mood. Yeah, yeah, you did set the mood. Well, again, thanks a lot, Robert. I really appreciate it. By the way, if you have any questions about what we talked about as far as getting your multi-engine instructor rating, uh, go check out the show notes. Uh, also, don't forget to check out the Benjamin Law Firm, BrockMorganBenjamin.com, Aviation Law for being the sponsor. We thank you uh, for this episode. If you want to sponsor an episode, just go to AviationCareersPodcast.com slash pay it forward. You can also find out more about how you can help someone move forward in their career. But most importantly, I think that we have to look at uh, our career in general, wherever we are, and make the decisions based on what's best for us. And that's what I want you to do is kind of think about that today, uh, is think about what it is that you should do to be moving forward in your career. Maybe it's getting your multi-engine rating. Maybe it's just starting your training, whatever it is. But make sure you do this for me. Make sure you do something today. Take action. Take that one step today towards your career goal. Well, folks, we'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying out there. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although hosts or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research.